Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hello and welcome to Shit They Don't Tell You. We are a CastBox original produced in partnership with Studio 71. CastBox happens to be the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android. Where you can find all your favorite podcasts. It's true. You can find like literally everything. Not What's On My Shoes, the podcast. That's not a real podcast. Listen, I heard about it. You can listen to Shit They Don't Tell You wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Legitly. We actually do. We really, really do. This isn't, this ain't no mind games. Why didn't anyone tell me? Yo, welcome to Shit They Don't Tell You podcast. Please welcome Gabby Dunn. Oh, hello. Oh, I'm allowed to talk hey. right away. That's amazing. Yeah. Right? You're a, <laughs> she's a journalist, a writer, an activist, and author of the book, I Hate Everyone But You. That's mm-hmm. a lot of things, girl. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's, uh, I made you take some out before we even yeah, started. You did. So. You did. Can we mention those or no? We won't mention those. We won't no, mention those. You can no. guess what was removed. You also have a podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. called Bad With Money, which is why I thought you'd be perfect for this subject. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially because I think the the side note of Bad With Money could be called, like the subject line could be shit they don't tell you. Sure, yeah, yeah. that's so true. Yeah. Um, did No, you have so many things going on. Did like one thing lead to another or did you like always know you wanted to do all those things? Well, I wanted, I wanted to be a writer always. Um, and I just figured that there were different ways to, to do that. Yeah. Uh, like I went to school for journalism. But when I was younger, I would always like write, you know, little stories in books or whatever. And I had like a story that won an award when I was in second grade. And my family went to like the carnival and got to like see it hung up. And I was like, I got to chase this high forever. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then. uh, Validation. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, everyone in my family is happy and paying attention. I got (laughs) to do this till I die. Um, And then, yeah. And then it just has been able to like be a bunch of different things so like I was working as a journalist for years and years and years and then when I started writing scripts and came out here it was like kind of a huge left turn um and then when I 
wrote the article about money that like led to the Bad With Money podcast, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. people were like, oh, she can write? And I was like, no, I that's what I went to school for. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I actually got an education in this. You're like, it's yeah. not an accident. I didn't major in YouTube. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what happens <laughs> when you're associated with social media mm-hmm. or that's where people got introduced to you first. A lot of people on social media didn't get trained in what they're doing now. They're just like, oh, I I like funny things and I like sketches. Mm -hmm. I'm a sketch writer now. And they just start writing and they don't really get trained for it. Yeah. Um, A lot of YouTubers have like college or or work histories that are would be surprising. Yeah. But unfortunately, they're drowned out by all the other YouTubers who don't. (laughs) And they are legion in comparison. We are under the umbrella of other YouTubers who Mm -hmm. don't. Non-expert experts. That's that's, my favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I like not being an expert at things, though. Um, that's the whole premise of the show is that I don't know anything, and I just interview other people that do. Us too. Yeah, that's exactly. A, that's us all the way. I, I feel like we know life experience stuff, like mm-hmm. the, from our own personal lives. So that's what I tend to contribute to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Just things that I personally wish I would have known that I feel like other people might be helped by. Mm-hmm. But as far as like facts and all that stuff, uh, no, not the not the podcast for you. It's listed under comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but people tend to ask two things when it comes to money, and that's how do I make money, mm-hmm. and then how do I manage money. And I've met people that make tons of money. You'd think they were living the good life, mm-hmm. and they're always broke. Yeah, because money management is just something that they don't tell you enough about when yeah. you're growing up. And why? I honestly don't know, other than some secret agenda. Because no. I think a lot of it is on purpose. Yeah, sure. Yeah. A lot of it is on purpose. Um, I mean, there's there's like a huge industry in making people feel bad about money management, making people feel bad about uh, like not having money. And so, you know, there's like huge billionaires, let's say, really rich people whose entire empire and job is built off of telling poorer people to cut their cable and clip coupons and that you're a piece of shit, essentially, if you don't, like, live this, you know, puritanical life. Be- like, And, and, and meanwhile, you- they live on a yacht or yeah. whatever. Right. They buy, like, 12 yachts or whatever. And we're not going to teach you how to make money, and we're not going to teach you how to do your own taxes. Yeah, exactly. By design. Yeah. And we're going to vote against it if it tries to come through in Congress right. where we would actually teach that in mm-hmm. the curriculum. We're going to vote against it, mm-hmm. both sides. And they've also made it taboo to talk about it in Absolutely. society. Like, you're not allowed to ask people about their money. Right. Don't let it ha- ask how much people make or any of that stuff. I'm it was a, always like, that. don't don't bring up money. That's no. a, a touchy subject. People's own families won't talk about yeah, money. Don't talk about so money with them. We're raised in this like condition. Be ashamed, that, be ashamed of it. Yeah, yeah, you should feel guilty about money or or even be bringing it up. My mom's a divorce attorney, and she said that the number one reason for divorce is money because people just don't talk to each other before they get married. They don't talk about money when they're married. They hide it from each other. Like it just becomes this huge piece of resentment. And and I think like the idea that money talking about money is tacky is also like by design. Yes, they keep the stigma going, and then they keep you embarrassed, and they keep you from asking these questions because if, at least for me, I assumed. Everyone learned everything one day when I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And then if I ask now, I'm going to look like an idiot. That's how I feel about most things in life. I feel like everyone got this memo. They're just like robotically going through yeah. all the motions. I'm like, I don't know. How do you know where to go? I don't mm-hmm. understand how you just know. Everyone's faking. Yes. They are. Even the experts are faking. Even that like the, the money experts don't know anything. The number one thing that I've learned about mm-hmm. human beings is that everybody is faking. Well, that's because the money experts, like for as money experts as they are, why do they have to write a book every year? Well, yep, that's, that's a my great, big question, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and it's always the same fucking book. It's the same, yeah. It's the same as that book, but retitled. 
It's like, dude, I know you're not that great with money. Look at yeah. look at your release schedule, brother. Like it's crazy. <laughs> well, there's also um, there's also like huge, not just like income inequality, but wealth inequality. So like people are starting from a, even if you let's say you're a person who comes from a poor family, but you become a doctor or whatever, and you make a bunch of money, you still are don't have the wealthy base. Like your parents don't have historical wealth, or you know, it's that mm-hmm. thing of like old rich versus like nouveau riche or whatever. So like there's huge, there's this like American. In maybe other countries too, but American like bootstrap mentality of like, well, if you just work hard, you can get out of any situation. But there are so many factors that like people don't want to take in because there's this individualistic idea or like, well, I can I can make myself into a better situation. And like you can, but also there are like huge swaths of the financial industry that are just like, hey, fuck you. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Like retirement, women are live longer. We are more likely to like be handling the home finances uh, just in like heteronormative relationships. I do. And, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. But all retirement advertising is marketed towards men. That's so true. Like, what? Why? I didn't even think about that. Because you yeah. got to get your husband's okay. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Forgot about they're, that. They're, they're, yeah, I, forgot you know about what? That. I was going through life thinking <laughs> I, I didn't have about. to get my husband's okay, but go. here we are. You're welcome. Yeah, luckily I have one now that can okay things. Before I was just like, is this okay? Yeah. Is this okay? Yeah. Yeah. Is my money okay? No, but you're right. That That is, and it's almost like like the like you're saying, the innate shame of talking about money. Mm-hmm. It's almost the current, um, hey, are you really going to wear that? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Where it's and like, cover up all things. People don't love, they love making fun of or shitting on or or judging other people for money decisions like that's like i feel like people get glee out of that they yeah. love it they well, love like it crabs in a bucket mm-hmm. like who do you think you are you're gonna invest in this weird thing mm-hmm. like they didn't they could know nothing about the, the investment and they yeah. still are just like oh investing huh and they you're can't a, wait to they can't wait person. to attack it while mm-hmm. you're trying to tell them about it, like mm-hmm. you're, you're just like, oh well, no, it's this, and they're like, yeah, okay, like like cryptocurrency, like I, I've yeah. I've been been dabbling, and and I've told people about it because mm-hmm. we've done pretty pretty good on it, and people will immediately be, like, you mean funny money that's like used for drugs? And I'm like, all right, dude, smug. Jesus they, Christ, they, it's just like this yeah. brings out this very smug part of us. I think because if 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 you feel insecure or dumb about something which like i think most people feel about money and you can point out that someone else is like you're like well at least i'm not as bad as this person and then yeah. you run away and hope no one looked at you <laughs> right you know exactly. yeah it's like this very strange very like judgment heavy thing and and i and like we said you know there's no financial literacy really taught in schools so we just like did we're talking you know we were in the middle of season 3 of the podcast and we're we're talking to people for an episode that's coming up about like how high schoolers, you know, they're they're getting really involved in activism and stuff. And like one thing that they can do is is go to town halls and be like, hey, we want financial literacy education in our schools. Is there like a class that can be taken in or an elective that can be given at our school or whatever? Like you have to kind of be so proactive about it because otherwise it'll just fall to the wayside. Even like before I had the podcast, I would just ignore money stuff to the point that I never opened my mail. Yeah. I would just wow. avoid yeah. my mail. I wouldn't check my bank account. Yeah, yeah. yeah. avoid your mail because yeah. it's just such a thing that you can go, I, I want to avoid this until it's absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. Right. It gives me too much anxiety. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with it, and I'll deal with it later. Mm-hmm. And then I always deal with it like way past later. Yep. I kind of thought I would throw my mail away and then go, if they really need me, they'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> like if they That's really... how I was with the power bill because they yeah. always are like – they're like they really hit it hard on this with the stamp on the letter. Mm-hmm. They're always like, "Hey, no, you really it's time to look at the mail." Yeah. And then I'm always like, "Oh, I'll I'll check this one out." Yeah, well, good for them. Now they know that that's working. Yeah, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's But I would be like, if it was really that dire, I'll notice. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is horrible. Same boat. Yeah. You can't no live that way. No. 
But it does. It causes like physical anxiety. Yeah. Crippling. I think they mm-hmm. also another stigma is that money is evil. Like some people mm-hmm. really feel that way. Like, oh, if you get if you get make too much money, it means you're focusing on the wrong things in life. I'm glad I don't have money because I, I didn't sell out. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it's all just to like make yourself feel I mean, all of that comes from such a negative place. It's to make yourself feel better. It's to make yourself I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what the point is because the whole point of my podcast is that everyone needs to talk to each other and help each other and share information and be like, here's my accountant. He's a good guy. He's a fiduciary, meaning he's not taking money from like companies to sell you specific IRAs or whatever. Uh, and like use this guy or like, hey, what budgeting apps are good? And then instead of being like, ah, you need a budget, just or like, you know what I mean? Which is the name of a bully. Which is wow. the actual name of a budgeting app. But like, just share the information and stop being dicks to each other. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're, you're right, though. It is. It is built in. I think to mm-hmm. society to to keep it a certain way. Yeah, and I mean, it, it all caters to. I talked to a woman named Sally Krawcheck who runs um a, a investment company for women called Elevest, which like helps women learn to invest. And she was talking about how she worked on Wall Street in the 80s and she was like one of the only women in her office and her male coworkers would Xerox their dicks and leave it on her desk. Ew. And like, so then she's like, so imagine how many women just dropped out of that job and now it's just like me and a few other people who <sighs> sat through that and now we're the ones helping women now but like there's such a lesser number of us because it wasn't friendly to us and it's just like built that way. It's yeah. built to be this like masculine sort of like weird thing that pushes anyone who isn't you know, a certain type of person out. And even, like, money marketing, if you look at, like, life insurance commercials or whatever, it's all, like, you know, older people or it's usually the guy in the family, the dad in the family. Or, like, it's very – it's leaving out huge swaths of the population. And then we're all just operating in the dark, essentially, if we're not, like, a 60-year-old millionaire white guy. Yeah. I never really – like noticed that mm-hmm. before. So both of my parents are in finance. My dad's a CPA. Oh and my, wow! Yeah, and my mom was actually the vice president of a bank, or she was a CFO. Oh and wow! Was vice president at one point at, at one of her banks. She's worked at many banks, um, but she, you know, she started as a teller mm-hmm. and then worked her way up the mm-hmm. company. So by the time she got to vice president, she knew every single aspect of the company, but she was still making a lower pay. Right, and she was um, because she. Instead of being hired at that position, she worked her way up through the company. Ah! And I think even that is just a little it's bit so like common. It's so weird how that like she's doing the same job and knows more about mm-hmm. the company. But because she doesn't have a degree, they're like, sorry. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Minus 20 percent. Yeah. Right. And that, so then the degree thing is like it, I think that used to be an investment, a really good investment right. because it used to mean job security. Not as many people were getting degrees. So if you had one, it put you ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. But now everybody has one so the cost of going uh, the cost of getting a degree is much higher than it was in the mm-hmm. 80s and then the job stability isn't there at all at so all people are starting their lives in debt mm-hmm. uh, and not just a little bit in debt like, and they're taught to hugely do that. Like, in debt yes that's in the debt. big thing is like they're mm-hmm. taught in school like, like well, right. well you know you're gonna need a line of credit you're gonna mm-hmm. need to have good credit you're gonna need to build credit starting now get get a gas yep. Credit card. It's all the same. There's shit. a lot of. I think a lot of young people are becoming more aware of the student loan market and yeah. the kind of like scam that it is. And um, you know, I mean, obviously, it is still this push to be like, you have to go to college, you have to go to a good college. But uh, I, I'm working on a Bad with Money book um, that'll come out January 2019, and part of it was talking to young people. Uh, 
either looking into community college or who are at community college who are like, actually, this is like a totally viable option. It doesn't have the stigma it used to have. Like, we are so freaked out when we hear about our friends who have so much debt from school and we don't have any debt. And like a lot of people, like I talked to a girl in Chicago, uh, like a senior in in high school who was like, I want to be a photographer. Like, do I have to be $40,000 in debt to go to a photography school or can I just start working as an intern for a wedding photography company, build up my Instagram, become a photographer? Like they're really thinking about it in this way that like, because they don't want the loans that they see their older siblings or even their parents having. It's so true. Well, and and you know what I think it is too, social media and the internet Mm -hmm. has really changed the game because back in the day you you were paying for information yeah like that was the only way you could get the information mm-hmm. you could go to a library but you have to be directed at what resources to like actually check out mm-hmm. but now where we live in a world where information is at the tip of our fingers we can find out how to do anything there's tutorials on everything mm-hmm. kids are learning how to code before they're 10 years old right like they don't even have a car yet and they can code entire apps and make a 60 uh, 60 grand a year or 100 <laughs> grand a year um so i think the college in like the universities are just kind of scared today's episode is brought to you by angie Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. And so they're like, no, you still need this mm-hmm. and you still need to pay a lot of money for it because... They're banking on an experience. They, they're they selling the college experience that you see in the movies. Yes. They're selling an amenities. It's like an amenities race. So it's like who has a lazy river or a sushi bar <laughs> or like the coolest school or sports is part of that. Oh, like yeah, who, who has the biggest sports team that you can like get it, you know, yeah. root for and drink every weekend and have a great time. And then also... Um, like a the name recognition, so like the idea that for the rest of your life you get to wear a Harvard sweatshirt, mm. essentially. Like, and those are great. And, and education is like last on the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're in the club though. That's cool. Yeah, like you're paying for all the swag. Basically, <laughs> you're not yeah. paying for the actual thing that will return the ROI. And on. a buddy of mine was raised to believe, and he believes this now, that he's not a man if he cannot put his kids through college. Oh boy! So he's like stress monster to the max because he constantly believes that he has to be able to put all five of his kids through college. Well, that's also some like terrible patriarchy on him too because it's like, why is it his job as the man to do that? He was just, Mm -hmm. that's how he, that's what he thinks. I know, but it's, this is where like that kind of stuff hurts men too. Mm -hmm. It's like, really? He's so stressed out because he feels like he has to do that by himself? 
for this thing that may, I mean, his kids might grow up and be like, you know what? We're like learning a lot from the chip in our brain. So like we don't really need yeah. to go right. to college. Exactly. It's so true. Down I just downloaded, downloaded college. college to my brain yeah. right now. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, we didn't really go to college. I mean, I went for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to, I went to a city college. I had actually a scholarship because um, in the California testing, if you get mm-hmm. a certain score, they, you get a, a college scholarship. And so they, they're basically like, here's a bunch of free money. You could apply it to any college you want to go to. And I was like, well, it doesn't make financial sense to me. I'm like growing up <laughs> to financial parents. I'm like, it doesn't make financial sense to me. If I have to get my general education anyway in the first two years, why wouldn't I go to a city college first and then transfer, especially when there's great transfer programs available? Mm -hmm. And I was um, in Santa Barbara, so there was a transfer program between city college in Santa Barbara to the UCSB. So I'm like, okay, that saves you two years of Mm -hmm. university funding, plus I have the scholarship, so I'll just wait for that. But during that time... um, I, I realized that college is meant to prepare you for the career that you want to have. And I knew since I was a little girl that I wanted to be an actress. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but the City College program did not have a great acting school. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, so I was like, I I want to go be where all the action is. Mm-hmm. I want to go to a conservatory program and learn acting from coaches that are coaching celebrities and mm-hmm. or or even people that are just working actors not even celebrities just people who are getting work as actors i just want to train with them and use that as my college and i presented that to my parents and they were like no <laughs> <laughs> my mom was like the reason i don't get paid more is because i don't have that degree so oh, you need gosh, to get get yeah. that degree but you're they're basing it off of um, old metrics oh, yeah, yeah. You a can't different, blame them a that's like era. how they were raised exactly right. i and i don't blame them and i get it and it's actually the best thing that ever happened to me because they were going to support me throughout college. Like, whatever I needed, like, they would pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, you know, you're going to lose that chance. If you ever want to go back, you're going to have to pay for it. And I was like, yeah, you know, I got to do this. I just felt I like I need to follow my gut, even though maybe it doesn't make sense to you. And I had to pay for everything. I had mm-hmm. to get three waitressing jobs and, you know, pay for everything. And uh, And I really learned – the value of a dollar that way, though. Yeah. Like, if they had paid for everything, I don't think I would know where to scrimp and save and mm-hmm. manage my money and what to put in savings and and how much and, and all of that. I had to go read books on it. Um, again, Rich Dad, Poor Dad helped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of kids, there's a lot of issues with, like, kids going to college and, and it's, like, kind of a four-year fuck all where yeah. like the parents pay for everything and they they kind of spend the whole time drinking and going to sports and don't really care about the education aspect and then they graduate and they're like so confused yeah and not ready and thrown like, into the wilderness like, so i get to make 80 a year now doing whatever right right exactly and that's it and 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 then it's it's such a, a hit to like your self-esteem uh for a lot of these kids where they can't get a job immediately and they've been mm-hmm. sold this old idea that your parents had that if they get a if they get a a degree they'll get a job right out of college but mm-hmm. then nobody like almost nobody has that experience so then everyone just feels like well I guess I'm awful I'm terrible and it's like causes this huge crushing I mean I think our whole generation has really like taken a huge hit because oh of definitely that. and what do jobs look for that the most companies look for experience mm-hmm. and so you're spending all this time in college going to school um, which by the way I'm not against college at all I, th- oh, if you, I think if you take it seriously as an academic pursuit for yeah, sure if you're like I want to be a doctor Definitely need to go to college. Mm-hmm. Definitely go to college and invest that money. Um, but if you're just like, I don't know what I want to be. Um, I, I guess mm-hmm. I'm going to major in communications, you know. Then I don't think 
that it's as great of an investment. Um, I think it's good for once you find yourself to be like, okay, I'm ready to, to mm-hmm. go and pursue that academically. But but yeah, you don't, um, they don't, they can't get jobs right away because my brother's actually, he, he kind of went through this. Yeah. He just graduated um, like last year and he had no work experience. Mm-hmm. So he's um, working as a plumber assistant and he loves his job. And but, that's like a uh, an actual like vocation. Yeah, yeah, it's a vocation that you can learn. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing. Like vocational school is kind of right. uh, kind of written off as like not real. Yeah, college. or not not education. Yeah, mm-hmm. not yeah. education. When really like those jobs are very needed in society. Oh man, and yeah. you can make a lot of bread doing that. Like like uh, being an electrician, being a plumber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. There was this, like, brief period of elitism that sprung up and really, like, screwed with a lot of us. Like, this very <laughs> brief, like, hey, guys, you need to go to the fanciest. I, I write about this in the book. My my high school did this thing, and I think other high schools did this, too, where they put everyone's name up on a board, and then you had to put what schools you were getting, you had gotten into, and then put a little star or a check next to what where you were going. <gasps> And I was like, this is a nightmare. That is a nightmare. You just walk by and you can see, like, that, let's say this person got into Vassar, but then they, you're like, oh, they can't afford it because they put the check next to (gasps) FIU or whatever. Like, it's, it was like, (sighs) but they meant it to be this, like, celebration of everyone going to college. And then you would see the people who had nothing under their name. That gives me anxiety just thinking about it. It And I don't even go to that school. (laughs) Horrible. My sister went to a totally different school. She said they did the same thing. Oh, my God. It's like a scarlet letter. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you don't have anything under your name. Right. You're just sitting there like, "Uh." Wow. And she said the day that um, she ended up going to Florida State, but she she got, went to community college first. But she said the day that the Florida State um, like acceptance letters came in, she just skipped school. She was like, I don't want to deal with seeing everyone put their name up on the board. Oh, that's so that's sad. That's so sad. I know. Yeah. But so, college is a, a big part of um, of the whole money management I thing. I know. And, and then you go out into the world, right, and you're starting in debt. Yep. And you're you're starting with tons of student debt. Even you were talking about doctor, like uh, uh, someone I interviewed uh, was said that you have to get like a PhD in order to get any kind of good job in psychology. Mm. So she's starting out in psychology with eighty k in debt, let's say. Yeah, and then the the job the starter jobs are like sixty k a year. So it's it doesn't balance out. No, it's almost it's like a trick. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like when you buy a McDonald's and they say, <laughs> they say Go like on. the first five years you won't make any money, but after that you'll make a million a year. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're banking on that. Like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I won't make any money for a very long time, mm-hmm. but then it'll be worth it when I'm all old and gray. It'll be yeah. really, really worth it. And people yeah. kind of just live on that hope that yeah. like this was all worth it. This is how it's supposed to be. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, the housing crisis in 2008 was like unexpected. And that comes back to like experts, right? If you look at any of the experts in 2007, they were all like buy real estate. Yeah. yeah. They didn't sure. know. Yeah. And then and then now like a lot of people I've talked to have said, "Oh, student loans is going to be the next crisis." Like a lot of the young people that I talk to who have student loans are just like either I'll die with them or the whole bubble will burst and then nobody will be paying these back. Yeah, yeah my sister has my sister has two mortgages cuz she has a house mm-hmm. and she has two Loans, and, that's and she's a vet. How it is. And she's a vet, and, and she didn't learn anything in college to be a vet until mm-hmm. she got on the job. Like yeah. being actually on the job is where she learned most of what she applies to her work. Right. Yeah. It's crazy how that works. Yeah. In fact, most of what is it? Most Americans make uh, or, or don't even have twenty five hundred dollars like in their savings account. Yes, there's there's no city in America. I mean, there's no city in America right now where someone can have a a one bedroom. I think with a full, with when you have a full time job. So if I'm if I'm listening right now and I'm like, okay, I don't even know how to save a thousand dollars. What would you say? Ugh, 
I mean, I don't know because it's it's. I mean, I've, I've talked to a lot of people who say the thing about like just put a dollar away, just teach yourself how to save, just mm. put put a dollar a week, and then you have fifty two dollars at the end of the year. Um, and I had to really teach myself too. I would like beat myself up about savings because once I finally had say, I like went you know let's say twenty eight years without any savings, and then finally <laughs> like I had let's just throw out a number, let's just throw it over, <laughs> and then I finally had some savings, and then I had like a thing where I had my car broke down and I needed to repair my car, and I was like, oh, I have to take the money out of savings to repair my car, and I was like hysterically crying. And was so upset and was crying about it. And I was like, I built up all this. I spent so long building this savings and now it's just going to be depleted by one problem. And my therapist, God bless her, was like, you know, that's why you have a savings, right? Like you have a savings so that you can do this. And it's not going to like, you're not going to pull out a payday loan. And you're not going to like, you know, like this, it's okay. Like I had attached this thing to like, now I'm a person who has a savings. And she was like, you have the savings so that you don't have to be crying right now. Right. True. Like, it's okay to – to so, like, you know, I say, like, oh, you build up $52, and then you're, like, so happy to have this $52, this woman that I interviewed said, and then she was like, but then I needed it for something. And it's like, then you feel so down on yourself and so depressed, but it's like, wait a minute, that what is the savings for? Like, it's so that when something bad happens, you ha- – I mean, arguably, we live in a country where, like, Healthcare should be taken care of, and you shouldn't have to pull from your savings to have a dental procedure, yeah. you know, or, like, just – it shouldn't be this way. So it's – I'm living in this weird thing where, like, it's so hard to tell people what to do specifically while also knowing that, like, it should not be this way. Well, sure. But then also I think the mistake people make is that we're very trained to think that the amount of money we have is equivalent to the amount of work that we put in, the hours, the sweat labor. Absolutely. Um, Which if you're putting away savings, you should be putting away savings, of course. Um, How do you do that? Well, we can get to that. Uh, But even savings, like even if you put away a dollar a week or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever you're putting away, it doesn't even keep up with inflation unless you're putting it into an account that has either high interest savings, which doesn't exist that keep, like right now, I think the highest interest you can get on a savings account is like 1.5%. Yeah, it's Um, not good. So you got to find a way to invest that money to make your money work for you. And that's really the, the like, part that's missing between Mm -hmm. people that become rich and that people that like are working paycheck to paycheck and like sweating because they have a a car repair and a Mm -hmm. dental procedure and they can only pay for one right because they only have x amount of money and that is most people Mm -hmm. and i think that i think that's what like really we should be focusing on is not only putting away money but finding a way to make that money turn into multiple streams of income for you whether you're investing in real estate or uh, a business or um, a, a, like a maybe stocks or, um, or Bitcoin or, or cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah. <Thank> yeah. <laughs> plug it, Steve. Plug it. Always. Bitcoin. Bitcoin.com. No, there was a, a, a girl on um, on Twitter, the comedian named Sam Ruddy, who was talking about how like years ago when Dogcoin or Dogecoin Do- was coin. 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 Yeah. Great coin. And then the and coin. then she forgot that she bought it as a joke and then she just looked at it like a, a couple weeks ago and was like, oh, I have $700. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I completely forgot but about what's it. A, but what's amazing <laughs> is that that like what you're just saying. She made saying, it in her sleep. 
She didn't even think about it, and well, now she has seven hundred dollars. Right. What you were just saying about how you can't get a savings account that has more than one point five percent, like annually, right? Yeah. yeah. Like. Your so, money can't just so sit there. It has money, to go somewhere. Your yeah. money's being used, though, by the banks to make more money. Like, they're using your yeah. money to make more money. But mm-hmm. but then they come back to you and they go, here's your 0.5%, <laughs> you lucky son of a bitch. Yeah. Here you go. And and for me, I'm like, no, my money, like, my, I want my money to make the money. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. sick of this idea that, well, mm-hmm. because I'm keeping it with them, they get to... Make mm-hmm. all that happen, and then maybe they'll give me a little bit. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> like that's to me is what what crypto is about. It's about taking that back. There's like, also stuff where I've talked to people about credit unions rather than banks uh, mm-hmm. because it's a more democratically put together system, and you get to kind of vote and talk about what what goes on. And also friends of mine who are more into local banks rather mm-hmm. than uh, branches because then that money goes back into your local community. Um, and I, I like so I mean people are are my whole problem was that I was just taking whatever at face value yeah and a lot I of think, people do yeah and I think like I didn't even check like I had credit cards that had cash rewards and I didn't even know how to check that and then like when I fi- first went into the bank and started asking questions they were like you know you have these cash rewards right you had like two hundred dollars <laughs> just sitting here and I was like I what now <laughs> like uh, whatever you do you have to go in and just like be okay being like, I'm going to look dumb for a second. Yeah. I have to ask questions. I have to ask, even like in terms of saving, if you have friends that are in similar brackets that you're in, in your life, ask them what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, and nobody talks to each other. That's the big problem. So like we could sit here and give you advice, but we're not in your community. We're not in your Your same situation. situation, in your same family. Like, if there's something where you can have someone in, like in your family that you, they're like, oh, actually, I do this, and like, do you want to get in on it or whatever? Like, there, there needs to be more communication from people that are in the same community or in the same. Even if you go into a community bank and you're like, what do other people in this area do? Yeah, I imagine we all have similar rent and similar. Like, what are they doing? Yeah, get rid of that stigma because mm-hmm. I think when whenever like Steve sometimes talks to people about cryptocurrency and they'll shut him down Probably. because they think. If you're talking to me about doing something with my money, yeah. it must be shady. And you're what are you getting out of it? Vacuum, okay, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, dude, I'm not charging you. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you don't like, have to I do anything. Work for Bitcoin. <laughs> what, one guy, I'm not Steve Bitcoin. What, what, yeah, one guy, I wish. I, 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 I wish. Too. One guy was like, like my buddy's brother was like, okay, pull some of that out right now. Show me you can pull. I'm like, I don't care if you get this, man. Yeah. I'm just trying to tell you. You asked me. Yeah. Like God, you don't have to sword fight me. I'm just trying to tell you what what you asked me. Other people, well. It's also very personal, and you don't want to be yelled at in the way that, like, right? Like, you're you're exposing something vulnerable about yourself, which is what you've done with your money. And then my worst fear, and I'm in, in like, you lived it, which is someone yelling at you about your money, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or making you feel like you're trying to sell them something. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna talk about more money tips, um, stuff that we wish that we would have known earlier after this ad break. Hello, we're taking a break from ourselves to have ourselves talk about ourselves. So thanks for listening to our podcast. It's a CastBox original produced by Studio 71. We really hope that you like, favorite, and subscribe. But most importantly, you give us five stars on the on the podcast app that you are on. And give us a cool review if you like it, because we like you and we but, hope but, you like but, it. But even if you don't, just give us five stars anyway, because we need <laughs> you it. You sound so desperate. No, listen, we really need <laughs> you it. You sound so No, look, maybe desperate. It, look, it's a tough time out Please there for podcasters. Please help my husband. He's very sad. If we don't get five stars, dude, you don't even know what's going to come down on me, man. I, I, and, well, I owe money. The, listen, okay. I'm in deep, dude. I, I gamble. Okay, no. 
We're Look, done. I need to win. Thank you for listening. We hope you like this. We really appreciate your ears listening I'm going to back this. To the table tonight. I'm gonna get it back. Yeah, no, you're no, not. No, I'm gonna get it you're back. Not. Okay. I swear. That's enough. Enough out of you. Hey, so you need money quick. You're in a pickle. It's time to take out a high risk ultra loan against whatever amount of money you currently make. Check it out. Highriskultraloan.com. You get basically nothing back. All right. You're gonna take a chunk of money out. And you're not going to get much back. We're going to own you for the next 25 years. But, hey, at least we get you out of your pickle. All right, check it out. HighRiskLoanUltraLoan.com. Well, that was really good branding for that, that company. Yeah, that it was weird. We, know that we really appreciate the sponsorship. A very generous sponsorship, by the way. Is this like in the hopes that one day you do get sponsored? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. We definitely want real, real ad breaks there. I, I try to do as contrasty to what we're talking about as humanly possible. Just to show how much ads own all of us. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, I love on like true crime where they're like where they're like, and then he stabbed her forty five times. You know what I love to do forty five times a week? Absolutely, absolutely. Or he stabbed her forty five times. I, uh, check out this knife set, this yes. cu- cutlery <laughs> system. Unbelievable stainless you know steel knife. She knives. wasn't wearing while she was stabbed. Modcloth, modcloth.com. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, what the fuck? Oh Jesus yeah, Christ. don't you love it? Um, so what would you say, like, if you were to tell a younger Gabby, maybe mm. a couple years ago, Gabby, uh, how to manage money, what are some of the things that you're doing now that would have been a lot more helpful back then? Um, looking into stuff and also, like, looking at – because I'm with Bank of America, not to brag. Um, I'm a capitalist. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, everyone is scum. Um, yep. I'm just kidding. Please advertise on this show. Uh, so I'm trying to help you guys. Anyway, Thank you. Appreciate so, it. So they have like you can just click around and there's like a budgeting little yeah, thing and it'll so show helpful. you a breakdown of what you're spending money on. I I I took out I printed out all of my bank statements and then highlighted things that popped up more than once and just like I was like. This is gonna sound so dumb, but I was like, I am overpaying par- for parking meters. Oh, I'm wow. I'm only gonna be in a place for an hour, but I'll just hit approved right. on four I hours. I do that too. That's I mean, it sounds stupid, but if you're doing that multiple times a day, you're just giving the parking people. Yeah, but I feel money. so wealthy when I do it. You know what I'm saying? Like when I, I can just walk away, I'm like, hours. it was nothing. <laughs> I don't I'm even care to see if it approved my credit card. Right? No, what I do is I walk away like a badass, and then if I hear that beep, I'm like, that's what's up. <laughs> what an idiot. You know that, but that's what I, that's what I pay. I pay a little bit extra for that for that for blanket that of security in my yeah. in my brain. I feel you. Yeah, I think what's hard is um, as freelancers because I feel mm-hmm. like we a lot of us work at, as freelancers. Um, you get like your money in chunks. Like yep. you get like a big check, and then you don't get paid for a while, and then you get another big check. And so it's hard to ever tell like how rich or poor you are. So yep. you're kind of like I have a bunch of money right now. I could afford this extra dollar. And care about taxes. I would say go back in time and care about taxes. Oh, my Lord. Nikki is by far the best I've seen, where she takes half of every paycheck. No joke. She doesn't just say, this isn't a meme. Wait, what? She actually takes half of every paycheck and puts it in the savings. I do. Yeah. For taxes? Like a wizard. Well, because my dad's a CPA. Right. So um, I knew that we got taxed at at least 35%. And if you make more money, then you get taxed more. Yeah. um, I was like, honey, where the hell is our money going? (laughs) No, that's how I 
Well, oh yeah, he was this like ridiculous. He was like, I have money and savings. I was like, No, you don't, honey. Yeah. I took right. just as much as you owe in taxes, and that's Absolutely. it. Like it's gone. Your money is gone. Right. And it looks it's such a big chunk. You get to see it yep. and hold it in your hands mm-hmm. and then know that it's not yours and that's going to the government. Well, that was yeah. such a hard lesson. I couldn't even yeah. believe it. I couldn't believe it. And I, I have joked with Allison where I was like oh my God, taxes are so high. And she was like, I'm glad that you've had money for one day and you're a Republican. <laughs> like, I was like, totally. we have to do something. We have to stop this. And then she was like, no, it's like, goes to like roads and firefighters and like education. And I was like, oh, fine. Well, my roads are all fucked up my around me. So right. where is it really going, my government? My potholes are insane. They grow by the day. And they're not teaching you about money education in schools. So it's not really going to the schools the way I want it to no. go to the oh, schools. Amen. The first time that I had to deal with taxes, uh, I owed $7,000 and I was like well I don't know what that I had to go on like a payment plan like I had no idea I had no idea taxes were coming were a thing what it meant any of it or and if you uh, I didn't know this that if you made too much money with your investment Mm -hmm. the capital gains taxes in California especially are insanely Mm -hmm. high they're like 25% minimum it's interesting a quarter of whatever you get so I used to I used to work at Maker Studios and all these YouTube yeah. YouTuber kids, like I call them the fuck kids, would come in. Sure. Like, you know, like, like yeah, well, you know, they're they're the attractive kids who who are like I've seventeen, turning eighteen, and they're making so much money, it's insane, and they're slamming checks like backwards dunking checks and stuff, right? <laughs> but 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 one day, this one kid with a butt chin comes in, not a hair on his whole body sure. except for his his very coiffed head, and he comes in and he's crying, his face is red, he's crying. And and um, immediately a bunch of the producers rush over and like what's going on? He's like he's like I got my taxes. It's crazy <laughs> my taxes. He's like I don't know how I'm gonna pay my taxes. And I I loved every second of it. Uh, I shouldn't have. I really shouldn't have. I'm a bad I'm a bad man. But I but I loved it because it is the reality check hitting you in the face. They don't teach you. I mean, I would go back. I would say taxes. I would go back and and talk about like you know just. It's hard because also with freelance, you have to do this groveling thing sometimes where you're just like begging people to pay you. And I don't understand why these like large companies take so long to cut you a very small check. Yeah. And it's like very demoralizing. But I would also go back and be like, you're not the only person dealing with that. Everybody has the same. You know, I would get so embarrassed about being you like, You take it oh, really my. personally. Yeah, I would be like, oh, my check hasn't come in. Like, I'm a piece of shit. No, they're a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it was, it, 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 you, it's almost like victim blamey where you, you, with money stuff when I was younger, I would turn it around on myself and yeah. be like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. And, and oftentimes it would be like, you didn't do anything wrong. This is like a multi million dollar company that is refusing to cut you a $500 check. Like, you haven't done anything wrong. Mm mm. But more, but it is you know more money, more problems. More money, more problems is so true. But then, it's hard to say that because I'm sure I I, I had it's different problems. I it's had different, different problems. I had different exactly. Problems when I no, was because definitely uh, when we first got together, I had 89 cents in my bank account. Um, I just I was always really good with money, but. I was living with a boyfriend and then we broke up mm-hmm. and then now all of a sudden I had to pay double rent double yep. everything all like all on my head couldn't that's a huge really thing go anywhere. for women too yeah it's like the this girl Paulette Parrick calls it um, a fuck off fund so it's basically like for, for women but for anybody but for women where it's like if your boyfriend hits you, you need to have enough money to leave. If you if you're in a job that you're getting sexually harassed, you need to have enough money to leave. Like just things where it's like have an extra, which sucks, but like yeah. women have an extra savings account for like just in case you got to get out of some like crazy situation. And for yeah. guys, if you're xeroxing pictures of your dick and, and you're putting it on a girl's desk, 
if she doesn't go for it, you better make sure you have enough money to stay at the company <laughs> and, and, and upgrade the copier because that's why she didn't like it. Because the quality in the copier is not very good. So keep an eye out for that. Sponsored by Xerox. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so having 89 cents in my account, my problems were more like, I can't afford groceries. I am only going to buy my cat's food. And mm. then I was stealing from craft services a lot. Oh, um, yeah. It's basically how I survived. You steal from craft services. You take TP from the bathroom yeah. of places you take meetings. Yep. It's a very glamorous life she here in Hollywood. She was literally just eating crafty. I, yep. That was how I survived. Mm -hmm. And now, um, I wouldn't say we have, like, I wouldn't even call us... Say if we have money by any means, like mm -hmm. I'm just like we are still surviving, but in a different way. Yeah. It's like because now we're making money on paper, but then you have to pay your agent, your manager, yeah. your lawyer, your CPA. Mm -hmm. Your um, we're, we started um, a, a business like um, we incorporated mm -hmm. because of the taxes. We right. heard it was better that way for um, if you're making a certain amount of money. Um, you can save a little bit, like not even that much, but like a little bit more if you incorporated. And so we do that. But now we have to pay a bookkeeper and mm -hmm. like it really just evens out. Yep. And that's kind of what happened to me, too. When I didn't have anything, when it was just me running everything, it was I never I didn't have any money. But then now it's also like, yeah, it's like a huge chunk. I look at paychecks for like work that I've done, like writing work, and I'll be like, Oh, I got half of what they said yep. because uh, uh, management took some and agents took some. And taxes take 50% of it, basically. And I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Sure. It's Am fine because I... I'll sell the lottery ticket of movies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's the thing. Well, because I, I sold I sold a, a movie last year – or not two years ago. And uh, it took, took them a year and a half to pay me. Like a that's year and three months. Any freelancer. I mean, uh, there's a, 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 a Tumblr called Clients from Hell. And it's like about freelancers essentially. But there's like, I mean, if you freelance anything, if you're like a, a, a you know, working construction freelancer, if you're, you know, a plumber or whatever, like if you're working independently as an independent contractor for anything, it's like getting people to pay you on time is its own job. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's like I don't I would send these emails like literally I, I would try to be like chill and then this I like eventually after months would be like I will not be able to pay rent if you do not cut me this check and people would be like we don't care. Well, yeah. Like listen, we well, are, we already said it's net 1260 days. <laughs> like well, cuz they know that for you to take them to a small claims court or whatever, it's going to cost gonna you it. it's going to cost you more money yeah. to hire an attorney or or some a lawyer to contact them than it is the amount that they owe you. Right. Well, they also so, try to squeeze out cuz you know, if you're getting especially if you're getting points on the back end or something, mm -hmm. they try to you know, inflate the budgets enough to make it so, hey, we didn't make any money off of this thing that we we know we made money off of because yeah. we know what the sale was. So because we spent this much on marketing, like you're never getting paid for your work on Return of the Jedi. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's that's a whole different game. Um, so I think also what happens when you start making more money is that it just it's it's like a vacuum. When you make more money, you spend more money without thinking about mm -hmm. it. So if I were to go back, um, I would definitely tell myself uh pay yourself first so put away at least 10 percent i was putting away 50 percent as a freelance contractor mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for taxes and stuff but if you're already if you're like a w2 w9 employee um and your taxes are withheld at when you get your check your taxes are already gone so put away 10 percent of whatever that check says mm -hmm. and just forget about it because you can surprisingly live off 10 percent less of what you make mm -hmm. but you just aren't doing that like you don't 
you don't even see it as being extra money because you're yeah, able you to your find a way to spend a it. Bit, right. Yeah, but it's really like a couple extra cups of coffee or whatever, you know. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's the up, not upgrading your lifestyle is an interesting thing too. Like I um in Judd Apatow's book Sick in the Head where he like interviews a bunch of comedians, there's an interview with Sarah Silverman where she talks about how even as she's gotten more successful, she hasn't changed her lifestyle at all. She lives in the same apartment. She doesn't she hasn't upgraded anything because she's like essentially as an actress or as a whatever she's she's freelance quote unquote so she's like I my income changes all the time so when I first made it big I could have gotten a new apartment and a new car and she's like I just never did that and I was like, oh, man, that's yeah. good advice. Never, you never it's hear that. So that's crazy. Is. I know. That's great. You don't start falling out. You just keep everything the same. Yeah, Vine people. <laughs> I know, man. Like Viners? this YouTube kid. I'm telling you. Holy shit. Like, I feel so bad for What did for you them? think would happen? You bought a $3 million house. Like you thought mm-hmm. this money will last forever. <laughs> <laughs> and it, your career is already over in nine months. But it's again, hard. It's hard. They're not hard. educated on money. Nobody Yeah, is. nobody knows anything. Yeah. It's hard. And and it's hard to like and then you know you do that and then you have to like keep keep going with this kind of like lifestyle because now you've presented this lifestyle mm-hmm. and it's just like a, a trap. And you don't want to show people that you're actually hurting like right. a lot. You're bleeding out your bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you should be smart. If you start making money, you know that's that's awesome. Just be, be smart. Be yeah, there just it be is. smart. <laughs> with it. You heard it here, folks. We um, got all the answers. <laughs> but like finding an. After you put away the ten percent, I think mm-hmm. finding a place to invest it is like the the part that I really, really wish I would have focused more on. Me too. Because that is what is going to give you the bulk of money later in life. And you will forget about it. And you will, yeah. I I started. I put a little when I first started getting money. I I got pushed. Thank God into doing like a retirement account. And now I know that money exists somewhere in my brain, but I'm also like, no, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Good call. Don't it was even just worry a dream it. that you had. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of it. Take it out of my eyesight immediately. Yeah. Um, and and like and the less access you have to it, the better. Like I'm like, yeah. give that to my accountant. I don't even know how to log in. Like, I don't want to know. Like just let I could be getting made off right now, but I think it's fine. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I also, uh, it was hard not resorting to credit cards. Mm, mm-hmm. I, I did resort to credit cards because I didn't want to lose my apartment, like, when we yeah. were going through the breakup. And that is something that I never got out of. Um, it was like my, I had perfect credit, and then a couple months of not being able to pay it. Right. And your credit is ruined for years and years and years. There are people that are, are such credit card gurus that will just, like, get, you know, I, I, like, I like a good oh, there's a reward for getting something from yes. this place. I like a good, like, if I pay with my credit card, I can get my furniture for my apartment for I a like certain amount too. less you're or American. whatever. That's, uh, we love that. I know. We using, love that. Using credit cards correctly is what benefits your credit. It's, it's what also builds a full-time it. job. That's also yes, the that, people that are, like, the points guy or, like, the people that are so good at credit cards. I'm just like, this is, you're a wizard. Yeah. How do They're you like do They're like extreme this? couponers of credit cards. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like they get positive everything. They get vacations, all that they, stuff. This woman, Mandy Woodruff, I interviewed, she paid for her honeymoon. Like, I'm just like, who are you? It's like George what? Clooney and up in the air. I'm like, you're not a real person. <laughs> but they are real. I just yeah, don't, I don't. I don't know how to do that. It's such a, I'm, I'm, if I hadn't made money stuff, learning about money stuff, my full-time job at age 28, I don't know that I would know anything right now. Yeah. It's a full-time job. And I luckily am able to learn about it on a podcast. But if I didn't have that, I can't imagine when I would learn this. But I got no time. 
I, I can't. I, I got. Yeah. I got. I got a life. So what can I do about that? If it takes a full time job, I I don't have time for a full job. I, I already got a full time job. I know. That's that's the conundrum. I think that's yeah. a super conundrum. Yeah. So how do you balance life right now? Like now knowing that you do have to manage money and learning more about it, mm-hmm. how do you balance it in a way that you can you know still enjoy life? Like put away money, but also, no. but also like live. It's so tough because you can't. You can't. I mean, nobody has really been able to answer this question for me. Like, you really yeah. can't. Like, I've, this one woman was pushing me and saying, like, well, you know, people shouldn't get their hair done or their nails done or whatever. And I was like, counterpoint was like, well, one, so people are just supposed to be miserable all the time. And two, if you're going in for a job interview, you can't look disgusting. Like, you, you know, there's yeah. like these. You get judged on that. You get judged on that. Yeah. Like, when I was, where I was working as an unpaid intern um, when I was, like, 20 in New York City. And I, you could tell who could afford to be there and who couldn't. My clothes were a lot worse than the people who – and I worried that that would prevent me from from promotion or that would prevent yeah. me from getting hired full-time at the end of the internship because I looked messier than the other interns. And that was just, like, super clear. Mm-hmm. And that really caused a lot of anxiety for me. And so, like, I think this idea of, like, well, you you can't – you shouldn't get your coffee. You shouldn't, you know, get, get your nails done or whatever. Um, there's some merit to cutting back, but also, like – it just it just is this further problem where like it becomes clear who is allowed to enjoy life or look a certain way and who isn't allowed to. Yeah. And so I, I no one has really been able to answer like I mean you know Allison's father works as a retirement attorney and um, he was on my show and he was talking about you gotta strike up yeah obviously you have to save for retirement obviously you have to strike a balance he's like but you can't just ha- be miserable every day that you are alive because in my mind I'm like you're gonna get hit by a bus tomorrow and then what good will that do you but then how many people do actually get hit by a bus you know so I'm like you know I'm still in a place where I I don't know what the answer is mm-hmm. I have this weird thing of like well when you die you can't take it with you man like a hippy dippy sort of thing listen but you're then- supposed to be an expert we brought you here to be an expert <laughs> and you're telling me you don't know what you're doing <laughs> This is unbelievably unprofessional. There's a balance, okay? <laughs> there's a middle ground somewhere. But you, but I hate this poor shaming thing. I hate this thing of like, yes. you're poor and look at you holding a Starbucks. Like I, I hate this idea of like a lot of times when poor people or low-income people have iPhones, they get shit. But a lot of those people don't have personal laptops or computers. And so the only way that they can apply for jobs is on their iPhone. Yeah. Like let, it's like a catch-22. How, how are they supposed to get a call – to, to they're come not supposed in for to be able to participate interview. in society. Oh, okay, that's it. Yeah, Thank they're you. not supposed to participate in society. <laughs> yeah, we've been trying? we've been um, all over Indonesia, right? Like we were in Bali, we were in Singapore, and everyone has smartphones. Everyone, yeah, they don't have access to banking, right? But they have access to, to cell phones. They have cell phones. Like it, like it's it's not really. I mean, I don't think it's up to us to be like. You shouldn't. I don't like all that shit. Where it's like I don't you like shouldn't that. Be able you shouldn't to, do this. You shouldn't do that. I know. Yeah. Better I'm than not you. about people in any aspect Mm -hmm. uh, telling other people what to do or how to live their life because nobody is an expert everybody is faking it just because you lucked out faking (laughs) it doesn't mean you get to judge someone else and tell them what to do or like you know judge the way that they're doing their thing everybody's in a different process of learning and there are things that we might not even think of like obviously i might have years ago been like why does that homeless person have an iphone but now but then just don't go with your like look into it and i was like oh they need it for a lot of homeless people use iphones to apply for jobs or to keep in touch about like shelters and housing and blah 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 so like 
okay, I get, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. the obvious answer isn't always the, the first answer. Yeah. Well, I, I was, I did a video with a homeless guy a couple years ago and he had it for exactly that reason. Yeah. He, well, he also used it to keep in touch with his family and stuff. Yeah. Like, like just normal stuff that we all say, mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, we're all like, he just uses it to watch the pornos <laughs> and you know, we, he has got, it's gotta be illegal stuff. It can't just be like, he, when I was he a likes kid, when I was a kid, I have this distinct memory of driving past a house in my neighborhood that was like not a good not a, my my neighborhood wasn't great but not a great house and they had a really nice car in the driveway and I said to my dad why do they have this car and their house is shitty and my dad was like different people have different priorities mm -hmm. and I was like in like and I mean I was probably like seven and I was yeah. like interesting like it had never occurred to me what if that's the one thing that gives the guy joy you know or, right. or the gal or, that's, that's it yeah and then being in the house like like um like for, like me right like, I could live anywhere, mm -hmm. Koreatown, anywhere. I have because I don't care mm -hmm. about that stuff because I'm a dude. So usually, like, walking around at night, I don't feel like... like it's not unsafe, whatever. I don't yeah. feel that way, right? I just don't. But living with Nikki, I can't be living in no Koreatown. No, like, I... Yeah. Right. It's, it's just about adjusting to whatever your your preferences are. And your priorities. And yeah. maybe yeah. they fix those cars up and sell them. And maybe they don't live in that house. I don't know. It's just like, I, I you can't judge other people's uses of money is what that taught me at that time i will never forget i did a similar thing um when i was a kid and i even am embarrassed saying it because it's that is the moment that i was like i will never i will always look at someone else's perspective before mm -hmm. making a comment but i was in fifth grade i was um 10 years old and we were doing like a class charity thing where we were going to help um like wrap christmas presents for uh like poor poor mm -hmm. families that like um don't have can't have a christmas yeah and I was like, why would they have kids if they can't afford to give yeah. them presents? And my teacher just like reamed me out. <laughs> and I was just like, logically, this doesn't make sense. But it's like, no, like there's you can never judge someone's mm -hmm. life and like where what they're doing with their priorities yeah. or what their situation is. Because when you really just get to understand somebody, they're just like you. They're just right. like you and me. Like you have similar problems, similar issues. And those kids are allowed to be with. happy. Yeah, that maybe they can't be maybe happy because they don't have no presents. Family makes them happy. You understand? Yeah, yeah. It's a circular firing squad. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we have a question that was submitted by oh, cool. um, Hello Kuma. That's not their like legal name, I don't think, but that's, Could be. that's, that's their. I hope it is. Their, that's their name on here. Hey, in a few years, I'll be going to college, but there is one thing that makes me nervous, moving out. Mm -hmm. I know it has to happen one day, but it's stressful to think about it. How do you adult up as an 18-year-old moving out for the first time for college? Especially since I'm really attached to my family and dogs, I'm pretty sheltered, and it gets kind of embarrassing sometimes. It'd be nice if you could provide some college survival tips about living on your own. I'm 17, by the way. Wow. Well, a lot of people don't, don't move out for college because it is I – mean, look, okay. so Moving this is out a is a scam. Yeah. <laughs> so don't this ever a, move it's a complete this, scam this is the thing that is interesting that a lot of the, the high schoolers that I talked to for the book were saying that um, they're they're like there's this thing of like you, you're a failure unless you move out you have to move out you have to like at 18 congratulations you're an adult you can't drink uh, here you go you know what I mean like in this measure of adulthood that we've arbitrarily decided is 18 mm -hmm. and you have to move out or you're a loser and that's like a – I don't know where that got started, but that is a lie. Like, that yeah. is a lie that we've – like, my sister 
uh, moved uh, out because she felt like she had to when she was 18, and she lost so much money doing that. And she should have just stayed with my parents for a year and would have been totally fine. There's, like, this outside shame of, like, you're not a real adult, and you're, like, not a, a functioning human. Yeah. Hello, Chuchi, or whatever your name is. <laughs> if you don't, you know, like, if you don't uh, move out immediately upon turning 18. One, you're a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like, this one girl I interviewed, she was like, I still have to ask permission to use the restroom, but in six months I'm supposed to live somewhere else? Like, <laughs> It's like crazy. Yeah. So so I think a lot of these people have multi-generational households. Like they go to college and they still live at home and they're they're able to help their families with childcare. They're able to contribute or like, you know, save money by having like a, still that same family pool of money um and they're not paying rent on a place like just that probably isn't isn't as nice as where their family home is. Yeah, plus roommates. Yeah. I, did, I never wanted to deal with roommates. I'm like, I'd rather deal with these people that I've lived with all my life, <laughs> regardless of how I actually feel about them. I just think there's these markers of success that need to be stripped away. Like, people were saying before the housing crisis that a marker of success was owning your own home. So people would buy or take out loans and, and buy their own homes at their own expense because they wanted this picture perfect, like, I own a house, house I'm an adult, I've made it. But mm-hmm. I don't own the house until 35 years from now. Of yeah. course. <laughs> and, like, and, so and I'll like, worry about it later. So, like, my sister would talk about, like, I didn't want to be a loser at home. But then, like, what are you, you're, so you're, so you're willing to spend X amount of money to not look like a loser to who exactly? Mm-hmm. Like, it's all, like, I think if this person isn't ready, a lot of these people were like, uh, these these high school students I was talking to were like, we're not going to move out because we just know ourselves and we know we're not ready. And I was like, that's amazing. Like, how self-aware are you at that age to be like, I know that I'm not ready. I I don't want to go yeah. far away from home. When did we decide 18 was when you had to do that? I don't know. So like, the I only think you used to young, die when you're like so 27, young. right? When you used to die when you I were 27. I think it's when you used yeah. to die. Then you're a loser. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, dude, you're only alive for another nine years. Like, come yeah. on, get it together. I, I feel like... In I other cultures, families stay together for so long. Yeah, you know? that's so true. My my thing was more to do with like I am a control freak, and mm-hmm. my dad is a control freak, and we had different ideas of yeah. like what we wanted. Yeah, and so we would butt heads a lot, and so I was just like, I just want my own space. Mm-hmm. But I I still lived with my parents till I was twenty one because um it didn't make sense financially, mm-hmm. like you were saying. Um, I think the only time I ever got like societally embarrassed was if like I wanted to bring a guy over yeah. or something like yeah. that when it got to like dating yeah it's like well, we can't go to my house because it's not really my place it's my parents um. <laughs> but listen what we're talking about right now we gotta take it easy a little bit because I think a lot of the you know big realtor guys will get a little pissed off if we're telling people it's okay to not to move out and not to take high risk loans like, like you know or it's, it's okay not to get a Lexus if you can't afford it like I don't I think that you must move you're ruining out. their industry. I just want to apologize must. to those guys real quick. <laughs> Please sponsor this podcast. We yeah. love all brands, all things. Real estate, real estate. I also think um, a lot of friends of mine live with siblings. Like they move out oh. and then they live with their sister or their brother, you know, or their sibling. Like in, and so it's kind of like you have your own place away from your parents, but you're still living with someone you know family. and that you're used to. Um, you know, it is, it, it is tough. Like a lot of, Friends of mine, when I was a freshman in college, I moved into the dorms and stuff, and a lot of people didn't make it. They moved, they left, they left college, or they there was too much freedom. That's like LA. Yeah, as soon as a you lot got, of people come here in LA and they have these like stars mm-hmm. in their eyes, and then they get here and they're like everything's so expensive. It was just like the idea that they went to college and then they realized that nobody was forcing them to go to class. Nobody was saying, "Hey, don't do cocaine till two in the morning." Like so, there was too much freedom because you're 18. And yeah, you're like, I have all the freedom now. I went from no freedom to all the freedom. 
and then they they it's flame an out. Yeah. I mean, I think it it is it it's not embarrassing to to take baby steps. Chooch. Yeah. Choochie. Hello, <laughs> Choochie. Choochie. Hello Kuma. <laughs> Hello Kuma. <laughs> yeah. and, and I also think like don't feel pressure to be like I have to live alone and I have to live by myself and I have to start hemorrhaging money to seem like an adult. Yeah. Like definitely baby steps like even just the getting used to the idea that you have to pay for your own toothpaste or that you have oh, to yeah. like buy it. Like those little things are things I had I didn't even think about when pay I moved some out. some rent to your parents. You yeah. know, maybe it's be like now I owe my parents 100 bucks a month. Whatever. Yeah. I never got more pissed off in my whole entire life than when I had to like buy paper towels for the first time. I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> spend money on this shit. I know. Are you kidding me? This stuff like, sucks. buy boring stuff yeah, it's with so my boring. money that I'm working for. Yeah, let your parents kind of do, do a thing of like you now you buy your – just to – prepare you now yeah. you pay a little rent now you buy your own detergent now so you, it's you know not what I mean? such a shock yeah. when you move out mm-hmm. absolutely well thank you so much gabby for yeah, being you for on today me. you were just so thank you for having me this is a good like you know podcast to do where you're bringing people on and trying to yeah. shine a light and make you feel like you're not alone out there guys like <laughs> we're all ignorant trying to freaking we're figure it dumb. out <laughs> um we like to just wrap it up with like final thoughts just a one one or two sentences of mm. final thoughts i would say put away 10 percent. shut up just do it <laughs> shut up stop stop talking to me <laughs> do it buy bitcoin <laughs> buy ethereum Mm-hmm. Dollar cost average. That's what it's called. Every time you get paid, you put a little bit in. Every time you get paid, you put a little bit in. And forget about it. You're welcome. Um, I talk to your friends. I don't like this idea that it's not ta- that it's it's taboo and that it's tacky to talk about money. Talk to your friends. They will have advice or thoughts that you hadn't even thought of on how to make your situation better. How much do you make a year, friend? Me? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm uh, kidding. It's, it's a, you know, it's a fluctuating income. Yeah. Yeah, same. So same. I don't, I don't even, I, don't even I know. never know how same to answer season. that question. Yeah. No, same. Yeah. That's why it was so hard. Um, by the way, we're continuning, but that was why it was so hard incorporating because they ask you, well, how much does your business make a year? And it's like, uh, dude, different, uh, different, every, different, different every, every year. year. I have no idea. Yeah. Hopefully we make enough to pay for <laughs> this business. Hopefully more than last year. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> and then they're like, well, you know, where's no ladies here? Yeah. Why are like, you, you pointing at me like a finger gun? Are you threatening me?
Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. (laughs) I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.